0: Um, I'll be dealing with this subject more in depth at the Bogroccio uh, on Wednesday night, Bezrat but there is uh, an incredible comment by Rav Hirsch. Right at the beginning of the Pasha Parsha of Eira, the, the Parsha seems, seems to take a break and talk about families, Reuven, Shimon and Levi, and then Moshe is introduced out of the blue. In a discussion is going on between our Kodesh, Baruch and Moshe after what happened uh, in the end of last week's parasha, Moshe's failure when he stands in front of Paro, but more import- importantly, that the punishments were, were meted out to Am Yisrael and the situation got worse, Lama and And in the middle of this discussion, the story stops and there is a description of the families of ruven shimon and levi until we get to moshe and aharon and then the pasuk says who moshe and this is the moshe and aaron that stood before pharaoh and then the story continues and obviously this is uh, this is uh, a massive question uh, that many many ask well, what is this doing here what is this parsha in the wednesday night i'll, I'll give a shul on this subject however I want to refer to one specific uh, comment by Rabbi Hirsch. Uh, Rabbi Hirsch says he notes something about Moshe Rabbeinu. He says, From this moment on in this week's parasha, Moshe Rabbeinu will never really fail again on a national level. He had come last week to the people promising redemption, promising a better life. And as far as the people were concerned, he had failed in that mission, and he had gone and represented the people in front of Pharaoh, and Pharaoh had rejected him and given the people more work. And he goes back to the people, and the people don't want to speak to him. You know, it's just got worse, you know, just we would have been better off without you. But, Ruff Hirsch points out, from this point onwards... Uh, again, on a national level, Moshe will never ever fail the people again. There will be occasions, as we know, that the people will fail Moshe, uh, the spies, but he he won't be the cause of the failing of the people. And he makes an incredible comment, clearly under the influence of this time of the year, albeit a bit later. It's very rare, I think, that the parasha of Shemot falls towards the end of December. It has to be a very specific year. But certainly we are at the beginning of January. And Rabbi Hurst says that the Torah wanted to go to an incredible length to point out the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu was a regular human being. Not only was he a regular human being, he wasn't even from the first tribe, not from Reuven. He wasn't Shimon. And even in the tribe of Levi, he wasn't the firstborn. Why would the Torah want to make such a such a comment to us at this stage in particular. Uh, Rabbi Hershey explains that at this stage in particular, the Torah wants to point it out to us because because Moshe will never fail again. There is a danger that Moshe will become a God in the eyes of the people. He will become a saviour, the saviour, the God. The people will not be able because of the difficulties to worship God, and they will turn Moshe Rabbeinu into a God in his own right, and therefore the Torah goes out of its way before the success story begins, before Moshe starts to make inroads, you know, when he's going to turn the water into blood and he's going to bring seven plagues, this parasha, and these are all at the hands of, uh, of Moshe and Aaron, the first three, Aaron and then Moshe, uh, but under Moshe's uh, jurisdiction. Um, And this man is going to turn into somewhat of a... somewhat of a superstar in Egypt and uh, de facto in the world. And therefore, says Rabbi Hirsch, the Torah needs to emphasize at this point that this is just a regular human being. It's a regular human being, he's not even the firstborn of Am Yisrael, he's not the firstborn of his tribe. His tribe is the third in number of Am Yisrael, and yet he is the medium through which HaKadosh Baruch Hu will present himself first of all to the world, and then specifically to Am Yisrael, uh, Torah to Moshe, as we will discuss with Ezrat Hashem at a later stage. Uh, there is no such thing in Judaism, says Rabbi Hirsch, as a man who is deemed to be a god. Every single man, however great a man or woman is, is a human being. What they achieve is through their own hishtadluyot and through their hard work. We all come to the world as youngborn babies, and we all have our Yetzirah and our Yetzirah Tov, and we have Bechira and we get to where we get to through our own hishtadlut, but we always remain human beings. We live on this earth and we die on this earth, and our souls uh, return to shamayim. The only the only element, the only being that we should that we should worship is HaKodesh Baruch Hu. Uh, uh, and that fits in with the most beautiful comment by the Meshe Chochma. When he comes down from Harasinai, when Moshe comes down from Harasinai, and he breaks the luchot, and he breaks the the stones, uh, the tablets of stone. And uh, a question I never asked, because I was always just told the story, and I didn't think to ask, is who gave Moshe the permission to break the luchot? We have almost conflicting comments in Chazal. We have pesol you have to make the second luchot, you broke them, you make the new ones, which, which seems to imply uh, something negative. And the second comment is... Is a Shibalta Yeshar Kochacha Shibalta well done for breaking them? Conflicting comments. Either way, there is no command from Hakadosh Baruch to Moshe to break the tablets as he comes down from Har Sinai and he sees what he sees. So what was Moshe doing? He was possibly risking his life, ripping up the the great and first Sefer Torah in front of the people um, who gave him permission to do so. And why did he do so? And there are any, any number of answers. What's for sure not, not right in, in my mind is that this wasn't spontaneous. This just wasn't just a moment of anger, emotion, so he threw them. I mean, these were holy, holy tablets written by the hand of God, Kaviachol, whatever that means. He, he didn't. That wasn't what he was thinking. Meshechochma says something incredible. And following the line of Rabbi Yehuda Halevi and, and many others, that the Am- Amisuel at Chayta Egel were not doing idolatry in the way we understand it, but rather needed a medium. Moshe had been their medium to get to God and they were replacing Moshe with, with uh, an ego. Why an ego is a different question, but they, were, they weren't they were going away from God, they were trying to get to God through some tangible media. Moshe Rabbeinu comes down from Har Sinai, he immediately perceives what the problem is and he thinks in his mind, this is what the Meshech Ochma suggests, he thinks in his mind Wow, if that's what they did when I was away with the Achan and I give them these tablets, which are the hand of God, written by the hand of God, they're going to worship the tablets. So what does Moshe Rabbeinu do? Exactly what Rav Hirsch says about Moshe Rabbeinu in this parasha, he smashes the luchot because he wants to tell the people, your service of Akkurish Baruch Hu has nothing to do with intermediaries. It has nothing to do with human beings or tablets or, or chayta egel. It's got nothing to do with that. Our relationship with God is between me and God. There is no medium. My, As we've said so many times over the last few months, my bitachon in HaKadosh Baruch is to do with me and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's no medium. Um, the, the mistake, as we mentioned right at the beginning when we were talking about Pitachon, the mistake of Yosef Khanir when he asks to be remembered to Pharaoh for, for, for interpreting dreams is the telut, the dependence on human beings. And that's exactly Rav Hirsch's point here. Moshe is coming, Moshe is going to do the most wonderful things there'll never be a man like Moshe again, which is a different discussion ever in the world. He was the most spectacular human being, but he was a human being, and we cannot mistake Moshe Rabbeinu for God, and that's, this is why uh, Rabbi Hirsch wrote At this time of the year. There were people who uh, saw a certain individual as a, as a saviour, turned him into a god, and, and became an Avodah Zarah because of that. That isn't our way, uh, Dear students, our, our way is not to become dependent on human beings, not individual human beings and not countries. I heard on the news just just yesterday, as I was getting out the car, I just finished my shear and the news came on, and I heard a report that people were worried that America has said Israel cannot handle a war in the North at this time. Uh, America can say what they want to say, but what immediately came to my mind was the policy of the State Department. In 1948, in 1948, the State Department was of the opinion that there should not be a State of Israel. This is history. You can check it out. There should not be a State of Israel because Israel is going to be slaughtered by his enemies. So, al America is a great friend of Israel. We've never had such a great friend, the Jewish people, in our entire existence than the United States of America. Having said that... We are dependent on HaKadosh Baruch Hu and only on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That doesn't mean you should wage war without taking anything into, into account. But at the same time, that people should start trembling and shuddering because another country has said that we can't manage something, uh, we have our Kodesh Baruch Hu. we turn to our Kodesh Baruch Hu. we pray to our Kodesh Baruch Hu. we have never been warmongers, we are the people of the book, we are Tzva HaGanali Israel, we defend ourselves, we have the most ridiculous situation where a, a, from, from inside a country in the north of Israel, there are fiery rockets and no one seems to care that they have broken and are breaking every single day a law passed by the United Nations of where Hezbollah are allowed to be, and no one seems to care. No one says a word about it. If Israel needs to defend itself, Israel will defend itself. I just want to have in the back of the mind of a religious person, of a person who believes in God, that, that we have to live bederech like we said yesterday. We have to live bederech ha and We have to mishtadel with logic and rationale. At the same time, "...ein l'ano amili smoch, ella avinu sheba and that, and that's the way it should be, and, and just because you hear something on the news that this is what America says, America is a great friend of Israel, but okay, okay, that's what you say, and uh, this is what we have to do. Be'ezot Hashem, we shall have shalom, and we deserve shalom. Every other people in the Western world has shalom, and uh, they are no better than us, so it's not something that has to be reserved for Yomot HaMashiach. The Jewish people deserve shalom here and now. We should have besorot tovot, yeshuot v'nechamot, have a good day.